Welcome back to another episode of the Switch It Up Podcast. It is currently 10.40 p.m. on the East Coast, and we just got done filming episode 99. Uh, just unbelievable that that just came out of my mouth, and next week's going to be a very special episode, and we hope that you join us for that. But for now, you're going to listen to this, and it is brought to you, as always, by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasts with a flat rate for ad space, so you guys know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately get connected with people that fit your audience. To join, visit podgo.co at podgo.co. Uh, besides the 10 through 6 countdown of our favorite games of all time, which we really do get into here, uh, the Switch OLED was announced, and Tyler and I give our thoughts on that. A new Switch, pro- a new Switch model, always welcome, but is it what we want? You have to tune in to find out, and... Like I said, enjoy the episode as always. Thank you so much for listening. Leave a rating and review if you do enjoy. And uh, enjoy this episode, and we hope to see you guys next week for episode 100. And we'll talk to you then. Let's see what we got. <laughs> Seth, Silver Knight, Four Stars. Uh, Alright, what did I get? Fucking drog. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Switch It Up podcast. My name is Tyler. Joined as always by my co-host Colby. Our live summons suck. The weather sucks. But Colby, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Just got off a shift. This is a late night recording for us. So I got to be a little quiet and usual because there's a 13 month child sleeping in the room next to me of where I'm staying here back in Pennsylvania. But mm-hmm. uh, we got episode 99. I mean, we got we're got some got the uh, new switch model to talk about and top 10 favorite games of all time i'm excited to get into it uh, how are you doing buddy uh i'm doing good as well uh i was about to say this is a little late so our live uh recording session plans were a bit uh bit scuffed uh but that's all right because it's probably easier at least for us to have our our lists out side by side of our recording here so we can uh it's easier for the setup but i'm good i've been consumed by monster hunter stories too completely and wholly uh i have lots to say about it uh but i will hold my tongue until i finish the game uh which i don't know how close i am because how many hours deep are you i actually can't check it doesn't show your hours uh but i can check on the switch later i it's gotta be i don't know maybe 20 by now uh but yeah apparently the max level monster you can get is 99 and i'm at level 24 so so kicking ass is what i'm hearing (laughs) i was about to say i i don't know how far i am in the game yet there's like all the youtubers are done with it already they're like here's the best end game armor guide i'm like i probably cannot use this for another three weeks at least so uh, but yeah, lots to talk about, but I will hold my tongue until it's done. Uh, I've been neglecting my... Because I'm spending all my time just waking up and immediately going into Monster Hunter, I've been neglecting my gotchas, so... I don't think there's much to update on besides new banners. Yeah, that's true. No, there's just, you know, the weekly revival banners. Got nothing out of that. I did get a Catherine out of a random uh, summon. It wasn't even like she wasn't even a featured one on the banner. I just I just summoned on a red and I got her, which is cool. Well, I guess there's Tempest Trials. I guess that's going on right now. Yeah, Tempest Trials is on. Uh, get your get your uh, get your orbs while you can, uh, and try to get a a unit that will uh, boost your score as well. I got a five star Kata the day before Tempest Trials came out, so 
I was kind of happy about that. But with Fallen Needle Guard, I can really put anyone on the team and just have exactly. do literally everything. Yeah, Fallen um, Needle Guard, a boost unit, and like two pieces of shrimp, and you can win it pretty easily. <laughs> I mean, actually, Hilda, uh, Hilda and Marianne, though unmerged, is actually coming in clutch in a lot of situations because there are a lot of units that can realistically one-shot uh, Fallen Needle Guard if I'm not careful. Yeah. Uh, like... Normal Lysithia is super powerful. Fallen Julia is a threat. I have and, Fallen Julia. She's a beast. And the new one, uh, Marianne, always does some good damage. Especially if there's two. Like, if there's just one of those units on a map, totally fine. But if there's two that hit you back-to-back and I'm not in, like, my hegemon form, it, there's a good chance that she'll die. And if she goes, the rest of my team is useless. So <laughs> I wouldn't be able to win. But Marianne and Hilda's... Uh, duo skill lowers the opponent's attack uh, by a considerable amount. I think minus six, uh, but on both attack and defense, I think, or attack and speed or something like that. But it helps a lot in making sure like that she stays alive and also heals uh, Edelgard or well, she can also heal Edelgard as well. Uh, And Niffle, the new boss unit for this Tempest Trials uh, is also one of those units that could realistically destroy uh, Fallen Nail Guard under the right circumstances. So having Marianne and Hilda around in the Tempest Trials has been a, a very good insurance policy. Uh, but that's about all I've got. I am still working on my plus 10 Crom project, of which there's been no significant updates because all of my reds are not fucking Croms. Like, that's the only reason I'm summoning on red is for Croms and merges for Summer, for summer Mercedes, and I'm not getting them. Uh, but... I've decided what my next uh, merge project is as well. Uh, but, you know, I probably won't get to act on that in about a year when my crop mm-hmm. project is done. So, and uh, in, oh yeah, and Pokemon Masters, uh, they just released Mole Trace as a new legendary arena that I have not yet uh, tried, but he sets up Sun, so I assume my red will just sweep through him with his Charizard immediately. Uh, okay. But yeah, that's about all for, for gotchas for me. Yeah, I don't have anything really. I'm working on a. I should probably start summoning for Seth so I can work on that uh, merge because I already have a base Seth plus three with unlock potential. It's just it's. Oh, I was about to say, is it just a four star Seth or is this five star Seth? This is five star. I have plus three with unlock potential. Ooh. So if I can get the one with the spear of assault, and then merge my unlock potential one with him, I think I can get off to a good start there. So maybe I should start pulling for him. Seth is cool. I I like just seeing. I never see Seth, so like seeing you like build a Seth would be really cool. Yeah, give me because I still have three weeks left to summer for more summer Mercedes, so yeah. I have time. Yeah, I mean it's lucky for me, my merge is on the same color as summer Mercedes. I have not gotten a single merge for summer Mercedes or uh, summer Hilda Marianne, but uh, to be honest, I'm lucky that I got them at all in the first place. Yeah, I've probably spent like 300 orbs on that banner and got two Mercedes to show for it, so. I mean, yeah. no one can, I mean no one can, there's nothing you can do at that point be responsible with your money kids don't, yeah, don't spend don't. it all on gotchas yeah don't be like me even though i don't spend actual money yeah, on i was gonna say you don't you don't spend money you just spend time and a lot yeah time is money so you know time is, oh point. shit you brought it all back here you're a poet i try all right uh we'll cover this next topic quick because you know i don't think there's a lot to say that hasn't already been said on it the so last tuesday <laughs> shockingly <laughs> of course um, the rumors came true. A new Nintendo Switch model was announced. 
uh, not a Nintendo Switch Pro per se. It's called the Nintendo Switch OLED model, which right off the bat, very awkward. They're calling it the OLED model, but OLED. It's fun to say. <laughs> it is fun to say. But here are some here are some improvements that the OLED model is getting versus the base Switch. It is 64 gigabytes internal storage, a seven inch wide screen with a new dock that has two USB ports and a LAN port for better internet. Enhanced audio when it's taken off the dock and handheld. It does not have better frame rate, does not have better graphics, does not have better resolution. Has does have a wider kickstand though. Keep that in mind. Honestly, <laughs> kind of big for handheld players to be honest. Because the kick, I remember I used to play handheld all the time before my Joy Cons shit themselves, uh, and that stand literally just breaks off all the time. So yeah, do not diss the wider kickstand that's probably one of the more impressive one of the more impactful changes for me personally uh, as far as i can tell there's zero change in the joy con functionality like i said a wider screen uh different colors and it's only a 50 dollar upgrade so it's gonna be 350 dollars releasing i think the first week of october uh definitely a console that benefits handheld players over docked players so that is now two consoles the switch Lite and the oled model that have you know the the better hand has gone to the the handheld players uh tyler what are your just a uh, quick thoughts on this it didn't say anything about enhanced battery life i assume i think it did i think it got um a two-hour bump that's say. pretty okay that's pretty good because i'm saying with the wider screen you can put a bigger battery in stuff like whatever like yeah i mean with with the handhelds uh or with the the focus on on handhelds seemingly for this one uh again a longer battery life is is a pretty good incentive to be honest uh i know that battery life was something that really plagued me when i played handheld all the time uh so glad to see that that's in uh i don't know it's definitely not what people were clamoring for for uh we months and months uh i assume that the switch they will be there will be rumors about a switch pro tomorrow uh one that's you know the actual switch pro and not this but this phony Land ports is a bit niche. Two USB ports is nice because you can, I think you connect controllers through USB, right? Or you can connect like... You can connect a lot of things to USB, but yeah, primarily con- wired controllers. Yeah, and like maybe chargers as well uh, to charge yeah. while you're playing. That, that you know, two USB ports is good. Uh, better sound quality is good. I don't know. It seems like a lot of small changes. You know, it adds up. It's definitely... I wouldn't recommend it if you already have a Switch. Uh, this is me. This is my opinions. Not having bought it, just kind of from what I'm seeing, I, I would not recommend it for someone who already has a Switch, unless you you seriously have a problem with playing it in handheld and like you think it is bogged down by uh, the base Switch's uh, battery life and kickstand and all that. But it seems like relatively small adjustments to warrant a completely new. Uh, three hundred fifty dollars down the drain. Yeah, I when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This is only a fifty dollar upgrade. This is pretty sweet. When I read more into it and saw there's zero change in like frames and resolution and all that stuff, I'm like, wow, like they're really gonna they really have the balls to release a new Switch model without changing any of this, do they? And you know, I mean, it's not surprising. I mean, the Switch is still selling really well, just the base Switch as a whole. Yeah, and I'm assuming this will sell well, like probably sell on par, if not lower than the Switch Lite. I think this will end up being like the worst of the three as far as selling goes. Yeah, but 
I, I don't know. It's not it's not for me personally because I am primarily a docked player, and this mm-hmm. doesn't really benefit me in any way as far as like playing on the dock goes. It does go to prove that my point was correct that all the games at E3 were played on this model and not the base Switch. Well, then but, again, you you know you were saying that you thought it ran smoother and looked better, I which th- you, th- which I you just so. said that which you just said it really doesn't do. For yeah, the games. I, so I was half right and then half bamboozled, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's it's a little underwhelming. It is. It's not. It's definitely not the announcement I was hoping for, and I, I mean, we're not going to see another switch enhancement for another two, three years now. Like it could be another two, three years where we get an improvement off of what we know as the current Nintendo Switch, as far as like an entire like beefed up upgrade. None. This yeah. is there's a lot of small changes here that will definitely make the experience better for handheld players like if you're strictly a handheld player i think i would suggest this over the switch Lite. Mm-hmm. But i think so but i don't know i mean it doesn't appeal to me i don't think it appeals to the majority of switch people i don't know who's gonna i don't know who's gonna like buy this and i there's definitely people gonna buy it but as far as like in the long term how much of an improvement it'll be over the base nintendo switch i don't see the bang for the buck there yeah, I mean, it's fine. It doesn't really hurt anybody. It's just there for very, it's very niche. Uh, if you don't have a Switch yet, I would suggest just going for this one. I, I think I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just better Switch. Slightly better, but better. Uh, if anything, just get it for the Joy-Cons because you're going to need fucking insurance on every single Joy-Con you get because they break so often. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was about to say, it's great for people who don't have a Switch yet, uh, because it's just better normal Switch, uh, and it's great for people who uh, are mainly handhelds, but I feel like most of them probably already got, either deal with the regular Switch just fine, or got the Switch Lite, so they probably wouldn't really want to spend another 350 on another Switch model that's going to kind of serve the same purpose. Mm-hmm and not really enhance it too much from what they were already doing, especially because the qual- the visual quality of the games won't improve. You'll just have a bigger screen. Correct. So it doesn't seem... It's just incredibly niche. Again, it doesn't hurt anybody by existing, but it's just a bit strange on Nintendo's part. Like, I don't know what data they were looking at that they were like, this is something that needs to be made. So, I don't know, a little confusing, but again, normal switches are selling out like hotcakes, so I don't think they're really worrying about it too much. No, and like I said, I think this will sell well, like it'll sell on par with the Switch Lite in my opinion, and I do agree, like if you are just now looking to get a Nintendo Switch, just get this one, just hash out the 350 and get this one, because if you really want to look at it, like technically speaking, it is the best Switch to date, but as far as like getting like as far as like in bumping up like improve getting this like trying to replace the switch you have as the base switch and getting this one i just don't see any incentive for spending 350 dollars when you know the switch i have now runs fine it's gonna run the same exact way this one doesn't docked i don't yeah. need i can get an adapter for usb ports i can get an adapter for a lamp port to get right in there like yeah all that stuff's like a little bit of a pain in the ass rather than just when you can just like have it on the dock like the oled model does but Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't see the. I like the colors. I'll say that much. I do like the white. The white looks pretty slick. Yeah, white. I was gonna say white makes it stand out. Yeah, but uh, I don't. I just don't see the. 
I will say, what do you think is the biggest enhancement that this one has over the normal Switch? It's a good question. They're all kind of on par and very low. Like, increased battery life, I will always say, is, like, huge for anything that can go handheld. Uh, So, honestly, I, from a personal standpoint, I would say either the two USB ports or the increased battery life. And the increased battery life isn't even, like, a main selling point. But the fact that it, it exists even just a little is really good. The first thing I saw was 64 gigabytes of storage. Just that's. I was about to say, like, that's good, but yeah. it's still not good, you know? By modern standards, yeah. Like, it's. You're not going to hold a lot on there. Well, like, you're still going to run si- out pretty fast. Considering the size of the console, it's kind of impressive that they can hold that much, but. Yeah, just uh, get a 256 gig SD card. Yeah, and, I mean. And shove it in there. Seven inch and six, a six point two inch screen and a seven inch screen. Like, what the fuck are we talking about at that point? Yeah, uh, it's, the docs, the, the, the docs, cool. so minuscule. Yeah, the enhance, the enhance, the enhance audio. Just plug in some headphones and, and yeah, the wire, you'll you get the same experience there. I'm shocked there's no Bluetooth functionality with this. Like that kind of seems like a miss. I yeah, I mean that would be really good. It's really awkward to have just a wire hanging over your switch because bluetooth make this so much better you know especially yeah, with, would, yeah with like competitive games like splatoon it would make voice communication so much easier because right now you either have to have the switch handheld near you with the wire or you need to have like an extension cord level length of wire to connect your headphones from wherever you're sitting to wherever the dock is mm-hmm so really impractical for that sort of thing. And now that they're having like games like Pokemon Unite are coming out with integrated voice chat, like it's in the game. Uh, it's not like on the Nintendo uh, app on your phone. Uh, it's actually in the game, like a normal game. Uh, if they're going to do more games like that, which I hope Splatoon has that, then Bluetooth would be like essential. Yeah, so I, I, I agree. I don't really know where they're going with this. I don't really know why they went this direction. It just feels like a dud. I don't want to say a miss, but it's kind of it feels out of place. I mean, it's, it's not a miss, but it, like I don't even know what they were aiming at. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, who asked for this? Like, who's your audience? Is like my big question here. Like, I don't know who needs this over a regular Switch. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. Like for the Switch Lite, I can understand people who need that. Like, that has longer battery life, but you're never going to dock it. Like, some yeah. people, that's really good for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for people who are always moving about or don't have a consistent place to just have a static console. Yeah. Uh, the Switch Lite is great, but this is, like, I don't know. This is just weird. And yeah. just such it's just such, like, small changes, you know? Like, on the... At least on the consumer level, it's all small. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out when the Switch Lite released because I'm just trying to get I'm just trying to get a scale for okay, so September twenty nineteen the Switch Lite came out. It is what July twenty twenty one. Yeah. Almost two full years. So yeah, another two years we might have until we get who knows at that point, honestly. I, I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. It's weird. I I don't know. Again, it doesn't hurt anybody. It's just weird. And I guess all we can think of now is what could have been. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, not all. I think we've exhausted all of our. <laughs> oh, lead. <laughs> oh, oh, lead. <laughs> you sad, sad console, you. Hi, Yo, how can I, I help actually... you? Uh, can I get the Switch OLED, please? <laughs> I, I am interested to see how, how it does sell, considering everything we just talked about. Yeah, I but, I definitely think it'll be the worst of the three. Yeah, I I have no doubt about that. But, yeah, I mean, I have nothing else to add to that. If you have anything else you want to toss in quick before we dive into no, let's, the list. Let's move, let's, say, let's move on to happier topics, things that we can... <sighs> Thank God. Reignite the passion of the episode. All right. Uh, this is our this is our continuation of our top 15 games of all time. Started last episode, so if you haven't watched that, go check that out to make sure you know uh, 15 through 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, and today we'll be going through our games 10 through 6. So we still have not had a a game in the same place. I don't even think we've said the same game yet. <laughs> We have not. I feel like uh, that'll change today, though. That I don't know. I actually don't think it will. There's only one option that might. Well, one I or guess, two for me. So I, we'll, guess we'll, I guess we'll find out. And uh, uh, Tyler, you you can take the honor and go first today. Okay, sure. Uh, well, this is a game that you actually also have a bit of a history with. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> I put this game here, starting the top ten to. <sighs> It's a game that is more, again, there's a lot more nostalgia than quality in relation to the other games that put it at this spot. Uh, but I'll, I'll just name it so I can get to it, get to the point. Uh, game number 10, developed by Treyarch. Uh, I, what score did I give this? Uh, with a score of 90, Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Oh. <laughs> with a secondary slot being Call of Duty Black Ops 3, because I really like that game. Uh, but I assume the Discord notifications are going. Uh, yes, Black Ops 2, I put at my game number 10, mostly just for the, the memories. Again, back in the Xbox 360 days when this is just a game that everybody had. This is my first Call of Duty game, uh, and it, it has stood the test of time as my favorite. Uh, but, yeah. Black Ops 2, we'll talk, I mean, the campaign was good. Uh, but it's not the main reason it's here. The main reason it's here is for the the multiplayer, mm-hmm. just the absolute chaos you get with a full Xbox Live party, all in one, on one team, or just custom matches. Which I hate to this day. I'd rather just get the boys on, and we all are on on one team. We just go and tear shit up on online. But custom games weren't weren't bad. Uh, you had crazy weapons like the like the explosive crossbow, which I loved, and the ballistic knives. Uh, this is when I think phase and optic were at its peak. So everyone wanted to be a quick scoper and do crazy trick shots. You had the the tomahawk. You had the bouncing baddies, all really iconic and rage worthy additions uh, to Call of Duty. But I don't know you. You and I played this game way back in the day together with the boys, oh the my goon God. squad. Yeah, no the the BBH clan. I don't know. I. You, yeah. you've had a complicated you like you don't this is kind of what got you out of video games isn't it this right. game yeah no this is the beginning of the end uh, call of duty I, I if i had to put one on my list i would put modern warfare 3 above yeah. any other because i think that game is a, that thing's a call of duty masterpiece and the campaign's phenomenal but no i can't i can't just pick it all for black ops 2 uh, definitely 
the sole reason it would be on my list. I'm assuming the sole reason it's on yours as well is, you know, just the memories you had after school, you know, 5, 6 p.m. All right, who's on? Play till like 8.39. Then, you know, you talk about the next day in school and you do it all over again for yeah. hours and hours and hours. So, I mean, this game is kind of the embodiment of that or one of the two. The, the next one is actually my next game. But, uh, yeah, this is this is just one of the embodiments of just get on after school let's play a few rounds you know it just felt it it was also funny because just the way i got it was funny because at that point i was like i never played like a violent video game ever even remotely violent dude um i have a story to tell about that you can go ahead go ahead but yeah mine's not like crazy my dad just took us took me to target and i I pulled like everyone else has this so i kind of want it and he was like you know what go ahead and we you know, behind my mom's back, we got Call of Duty. I don't really think she cared, but uh, yeah, it was. I felt really, in, I felt really cool because I was like, oh, this is. Well, I'm a badass. I, I'm, a, I'm a fucking bad boy, um, breaking the rules. But yeah, I was like, fucking what, preteen. So yeah, obviously, I 14, my head was 14, 15. Who knows? My head, my head was too big for my body back then. But yeah, Black Ops Two just just felt good. All uh, mechanically speaking another like a great call of duty game yeah no like, everything ran everything felt smooth like all the weapons were fantastic kill streaks were really good this was the first time like call of duty dealt and in, delved into semi-futuristic not mm-hmm. like crazy like advanced warfare or infinite warfare yeah no Black not Ops exoskeletons 3, or anything like but that but this is like what 2025 near future hell today this might be considered a modern shooter like the Correct. technology that they showed is not that far off from what we have now. It's a lot of remote control drones, uh, which is kind of the evolution of warfare these days. It's just, you know, unmanned uh, technology doing the fighting. Uh, but like the campaign was really good. It, it built off the, you know, Black Ops One. You have uh, Mason and Woods uh, and all those guys back. Uh, and you also have the the branching dialogue options, which is a first, or the branching endings, which is a first in, in Call of Duty history. Yeah. Uh, you had some crazy reveals. You had some just cool moments, uh, like you know, and, and and you got to play as Menendez, the villain, for once, uh, in that crazy mission where he was just a bullet sponge, but he was just a guy with a shotgun running through his village. Uh, it it was nuts. It, it's crazy, but yeah, the multiplayer is where it really shined. Mm-hmm. Uh, best nuke town. I think in a Call of Duty game is Black Ops 2. Most Nuketown. memorable for sure. Like I think that is just peak Nuketown, and obviously we had like you know Michael Myers games there, and oh my god, and all sorts of like knifing duels or just one v one sniper duels. Dude, I more than anything like plus far as like the friends aspect goes, I remember just the the Nazi zombies. That's that's I was never a big zombies guy, but one of my best friends was, and I'm pretty sure you know who it is. I played but, with them a handful of times. Yeah. I was never, I don't know. I never really liked it because, like, you just went until you died and it was just over and over. And, and yeah, it, it wore me down, like, mentally trying to go through it. And and I know, like, I've I've gotten used to that. Like, I've gotten used, I've been able to play it more enjoyably now. Yeah. Uh, especially when going, but I like the, this game, like, the Easter eggs are on another level. You had Origins, which is just one of the craziest maps ever. You had transit which is one of the most hated zombie maps ever you have to get in that damn bus you get attacked by the flying things in the fog if you get left behind uh but yeah zombies was always 
you know, definitely another just another aspect of the game that brought friends together to do stupid mm-hmm. shit uh, with zombies. But uh, obviously, you know, I, I'm just going to ramble on about the same things over and over again. You get the idea. Great multiplayer experience with your friends after school and just, I don't know, one of some, some of the nicer memories of, of the Xbox 360 days. Uh, yeah, but, and um, yeah, 360. As I was say, maybe Xbox One. I don't know if that was out yet at that point, but uh, Xbox 360 I, sounds I right. Say, 360, I believe, was was the big thing uh, when Black Ops yeah. 2 came out. Yeah, uh, you said you had a story, was, right? It's not. It's not really a story. It's just you know. I remember when I got this game, uh, my mom literally watched me, and she made sure that the gore was off. <laughs> yes, you can turn you can turn the blood and gore off in this is, game. I th- is that the is that the only time you'll do that in Call of Duty? I don't know. I think it might be because I, th- I know in Black Ops 3 you can't. You get torn asunder by crazy shit in that game. Uh, but it was the only one that I played that had that option. I think I don't think Advanced Warfare was that bad either. I just vividly uh, remember her watching like a hawk and then looking for the wording of turn <laughs> off the gore. But yeah, there's nothing I can add on that you didn't already hit. Just the, just great memories after school and just you know great ways just to talk to your friends after school. Like that, that was really why you did it. Dude, I just had, I just had the most crazy deja vu right now. I feel like we've had this exact conversation before. Oh, we definitely have had. But when you said times. that, but yeah, just goes to show. I mean, you, you again, you, you kind of. This is the game that you just kind of like. I'm not really into video games anymore right now, right? Um, not Black Ops Two. I would say like, Advanced Warfare was the beginning of the end. Like Black Ops uh-huh. Two is still like. When did Black Ops Two come out? Like 2012, 13, something like that. I was actually gonna look. I got it. Right I don't here. remember. 2012. So yeah, 2012 yeah, sounded no, right. No, I was still in the. That was the year I moved here. Shit, that was the. It uh, was. Or, or, yeah, moved to Pennsylvania. I should say because now I don't know. I no longer technically live here, but you get yeah, the point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that was the game that kind of like you know got me in like a friend circle, got me talking to people, and so I wasn't really out of the door yet. But that was just a few years down the line, like Advanced Warfare. Ad- I'm like, you Advanced know what? Warfare was rough. Yeah. Yeah. No, this was the. This and Modern Warfare 3 to me were the peak of Call peak. of Duty for me personally. And yeah, peak multiplayer yeah, Call of Duty. It definitely, it's not, it's not on my list, but, you know, I definitely have no problems with it being on yours at all. Yeah, it, it again, I, I've said this last episode, the, these rankings could all shift. Like, th- this game could, like, fall off the list tomorrow. Yeah, no. Uh, but, I don't know, just, again, for the memories and for just kind of the embodiment of the xbox 360 multiplayer era uh sans one game which will be coming this episode uh just re- really just it, it just fills me with nostalgia whenever i think about it so uh yeah number 10 black ops 2 colby what do you have for us to kick off your top 10 games number 10 for me i feel like it's a lost child like a forgotten child like it's just it's just lost in the mix of the nintendo switch catalog Okay. And that's because it came out in a year where there was a no-brainer game of the year, and yeah, this game would have won it. I think it had that had that uh-huh. not been a thing, but it's okay. Mario Odyssey. Yeah, Super mm-hmm. Mario Odyssey comes in at number ten, also a ninety, uh, developed by the boys at uh, Nintendo. Yep. I even wrote my little like synopsis here. Like I think I think it just gets lost in the Nintendo Switch library because a Zelda game for the first time ever outsold it on a mainline console. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just plenty of Mario titles on the Switch. You don't really think of this one first, but this one is 
just awesome. Like Mario Odyssey is awesome. Yeah. There's more to do post game. There isn't the story, and I use story very lightly because I don't give a flying fuck about the story. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, it's so, Mario. So yeah, it's... I more so I more so just want to see like the way Mario moves and where where can I get to that you know. This game like really taught me to think like a Mario player. Like it's a phrase I use now. Like when like whenever I pop in a Mario game, like oh, I'm gonna throw my hat and jump on everything because there's guaranteed to be items there, and there always is. Mm. I, the world, the kingdoms are cool. I really do like all the kingdoms. I like the Odyssey itself. Uh, yeah. Really weird, uh, really weird turning points. Like and throughout the game, you just fight a dragon at one point. Where all you have to do is bonk his head, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the introduction of Cappy, I thought, was awesome. I think he's a great companion. The ways that you can use him really do make make the world feel like full and vast, and it's not empty. But yeah, Mar. <sighs> I feel bad for it because I really do think that it's a, it's one of the best Mario games ever, and it's just forgotten because it came out in the same year as breath of the wild there's 3d all-stars now which when you think of mario on the switch i think that might be the first title that you think of now is 3d all-stars whether that's fair or unfair yeah. i don't know but yeah you and you have bowser Fury, which is a brand new basically a carbon copy of what ozzy did i don't know i just feel like it's i feel like it's forgotten but i think it's it's a feel it's a feel good game i, I really enjoyed playing it like i said there's more to do post game the Mushroom Kingdom's awesome. The the call back to 64, jumping through the mirrors, that made me smile. Yeah, yeah. The different outfits you can buy. Just the new Donk City mission, the big old festival for you. That was awesome. I replay that frequently whenever I play Odyssey. But yeah, yeah, I'm kind of just talking circles right now. The way Mario moves like is brand freaking new and unique. And like I said with Cappy, you could, you could do somersaults and dives and all that stuff off the hat and get to places you never thought you could. I really like Odyssey. Uh, I haven't played it in a while, but, you know, it's one of those games that I couldn't leave off this list. So Super Mario Odyssey, uh, 90 out of 100, comes in at my number 10. I mean, yeah, it's not on my list, but obviously a fantastic game. Uh, I I don't know. I can definitely see where you're coming from when, it's, uh, when you say it's a bit more swept under the rug these days. Uh, but... I think it's probably one of the more recognizable Mario games because, like, the past few consoles, we've had just, like, New Super Mario Bros. Wii U, New Super Mario Bros. Wii. Uh, we had Galaxy, obviously, another recognizable one. Uh, I think Odyssey just fits really well into the, the 3D Mario space. You know, 64 Sunshine, Galaxy, Odyssey. Uh, just a very nice quartet of games that we have right here. And I don't know. Odyssey is just crazy, you know? It is. There's no theme. Like it's just speedrunner extraordinaire. Speedrunner extraordinaire is an understatement. I will always enjoy watching Super Mario Bros. Super Mario Odyssey speedruns because you can beat it under an hour. Like <laughs> crazy. You, you can beat Mario Odyssey in under an hour, which is nuts. Uh, but I, I remember there's a video by Small Ant about the the world record progression of Mario Odyssey, and it's one of my favorite videos on YouTube because it's just so cool to see this game be played to its absolute extreme uh but i don't know it's just so charming it it's one of the best looking games on the switch by the way yeah like, uh, yeah definitely not even close like no real frame drops either but it looks gorgeous it, it's insane the fact that you can go from like a land of prehistoric nature to a, a kingdom populated by living forks that looks like it was colored by <laughs> nothing but watercolor pastels yeah miyamoto was drunk and 
did the art that night and that's what then you fight like. a dragon also one of the best bowser's kingdoms more like japanese shogun themed rather oh, than dude. just lava. That's, that's awesome yeah, that's super sick awesome uh i love the 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 fucking moon bunnies as bosses they're dummy easy but they're you know i think they're fun uh additions as well and I'll just, oh, the, fi- the, the final mission's cool too to play as bowser yeah, that I was about to say. That's obviously not, not yeah, not super, not super uncommon in Mario, but not anymore. I mean, we have Bowser's Inside Story and all that, and all the spinoffs. But yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, I don't know. It was just great, and I agree. I haven't played it in a while, mostly because I don't have it. I, the The copy I played it on was before I had my own Switch. I so I just played it on it. You, you don't technically own it. Yeah, I, I played it on my brother's Switch, but uh, yeah. Mario Odyssey, not on my list, uh, but a a fantastic game that I'm surprised is actually this high for you, to be honest. No, I re- I really like it, and I'll re- I'll rehash what I said last episode. In the grand scheme of things, like I have not played a lot of video games because, right. as I've restated, like I didn't really get back into gaming until the Switch came out. So mm-hmm. everything on this, a lot of these games on this list are more like Switch games and more modern or games yeah. that I've at least played on the Switch outside of a few, but. I couldn't find a way to leave it off it. It's I think I think it's my second favorite Mario title. Like it's 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 really damn good. And I would I think a sequel would be awesome. No arguments here. Uh, we talked about it in a recent episode. Like where we don't even know where they would go from here. Just because Odyssey was that crazy with its mechanics that I'm not sure what they could add. But I'm sure the boys at Nintendo already have it figured out, have it scheduled, oh, yeah. have it sketched out. So yeah, can't wait to see what Mario. It gets into next i'm sure that it'll be i hope that it, that it stays as crazy as odyssey yeah me too because yeah it was just great but all right i wrote number i wrote number 11 in my notes it's actually number nine tyler what's your number nine yeah. favorite game of all time number nine continuing with xbox 360 era memories oh man. for me uh this is to get, this is the first time that I have like the primary slot, secondary slot where they aren't from the same developer. Okay. So, but they did play like the same role in my life, so I put them together. So Fair enough. Game number nine, you'll know it immediately. Uh, score of ninety three. Developer is Mojang. We have the legendary title of Minecraft. And I already know what the secondary slot is. Secondary slot developed by ReLogic. Terraria. Uh, Specifically the Xbox 360 versions, but can be whatever version you like. Not a lot needs to be said about these games. They are timeless classics. Minecraft not being on my list is kind of criminal. I didn't think to put it on here. I got to add it right now. Okay, <laughs> I I had to add it. I mean, if Black Ops Two was one of the like definitive Xbox 360 like multiplayer experiences, Minecraft was the king, the top dog thing that you play with your you play with your friends after school. Mm-hmm. So many memes about like you know building a house with your buddy and then like them never getting on years later. It's because this game is just this game is just so special. Oh, it's really is this like everyone everyone who had who played games has this game like my my girlfriend had this game before she played video games i'm pretty sure 
right, it's on my list now, so you can keep they, going though. There you go, edited. But yeah, Minecraft. I don't know. Just I'm thinking back on it now, just the memories of playing with everybody after school and just getting on a world and building crazy shit together. I, I don't know. It was just the epitome of relaxation. Uh, yeah, above the world, yes. Uh, in the caverns, the epitome of stress. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yes. Uh, the game has so... It's like... it's There's like sheer opposites, you know what I mean? There's so many like uh, contrasting things in the game. You can have just pure fear and pure adrenaline and then just absolute bliss and just calm mm -hmm. and when you have the right group of friends man it's not it's the purest gaming moments you'll ever have the most recent the most recent like minecraft experience i had was pixelmon where right uh, yeah not to get off topic but where i unironically picked ashwa as my starter who is looking right at me as i do this podcast uh, <laughs> i'll tell that story at the end but yeah yeah Dude, there's nothing better than having a world of like seven, eight, nine friends and just playing whatever you want. And someone was guaranteed to be on. And you just hop in the party with them and just chat for hours and hours. And people, people like funnel in and funnel out. And like no one mess with each other because, you know, you work on your own thing. Like yeah. it's strangely ironic how, how, how peaceful it is making a farm. Like just stuff like that you never even think of. Yeah. And it's. I'm about to cry, it, like, right it, now it, thinking it, about it. Yeah, the music, this... Yeah, is it the most... It's one of the most important games ever, right? It's... Has to be. Probably. It's the best-selling game of all time. But not by a wide margin. By a wide margin. Like, only... Like, second... The second place was Tetris, who held the title for a long time. And there has and that's been... Tetris, that's Tetris all versions of Tetris. Yeah, there's, like, 104 versions of Tetris. I shouldn't even count. Yeah, but... Minecraft be it all and the fact I don't know it, it's just such you know it's an underdog story it started as an indie game and has grown into the titan is in smash now it's just a milestone game I believe the developers wanted this I believe they went on record saying they want to make this game a 100 year game like they I, want they want if any game could do it last last that test of time it's this game yeah it's been what 11 years since it came out 2010 right 2011 or yeah i think 2010 or 11 all right which, so a, de a decade give or take you're 10 percent of the way there it feels like i don't know it feels like it's always it like it feels like that feels way too recent like, i feel like it was almost out longer or at least it feels like it it was mm -hmm. but recently i i've I've, I mean, I will always start a world whenever a new title update comes out because Minecraft updates are, you know, they're pretty big milestones in, in gaming as well. They are. Uh, but I recent one of my friends who was in college recently started up a realm with his buddies. I joined in and, you know, just memories came back again. We built a, a treetop base in the jungle. I don't know. I, I like building. I really I don't know. It's kind of hard to pinpoint like what exactly does it for me with Minecraft, because uh, I I am getting pinged excessively in the Discord. Oh uh, uh, my bad. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, once you do your thing, I'll, I'll mute the channel. But 
yeah, just I, I can't want to get on fucking Switch now. Like I'm about to, I'm about to buy my third I, version of Minecraft, both I have it on console, Switch and PC, and console again. I mean, the best part is my, though, it's, my girlfriend has been clamoring. My girlfriend has been clamoring for me to get Minecraft. Yeah, I mean, you should. It's I four of us be- can start a world. <laughs> I cannot believe I'm saying this, but like this, I've gone on dates with my girlfriend in Minecraft. <laughs> I don't see a problem here. Like I, I told you about this already. It, it was whenever we sometimes when we can't like see each other, we'll just get on Minecraft or Animal Crossing. But you know, Minecraft is is the favorite, Superior. obviously. Yep. Uh, and we will just. I don't know. It's just so I don't. Know. It, there's just something about it, man. And it's insane because it was bought out by big corporation, right? So you figure that's a recipe for disaster. Oh, yeah, it's going to get fucked. But though it has been monetized to high hell, which is dumb. Yeah. So now you have, like, mine coins and all sorts of crazy shit. But you have the dungeon games, which, you know, are okay, but not great. But at the end of the day, you... The act of just going in a single... Like, just starting up a world has never been changed. Nope. It, and... It is. It feels as pure as it did all the, all those years ago when we did it for the first time. Just starting up a new world, hearing that music, because oh my god, that music! Killer. Like it you know ads aren't shoved in your face or anything. They, you know there's no monetization once you're in the game. You just go. You just you just go and you do whatever you want for however many hours or days or weeks you want to do it. And then it's sad. It is sad because, you know, it, it, you, it comes into, um, I don't want to say this, uh, you get hooked on it for a while and then you fall out of it again. And then you come back and then you come back. back. Yeah. Especially when you get older. Like, I feel like way back when is more manageable because everyone, it was Minecraft fever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, you know, we're grown up even though we're still children at heart. But, I don't know, the interest for, you know, Minecraft just kind of ebbs and flows uh, and, and goes back and forth. But when, when you and your friends get that same idea to, like, let's let's play fucking Minecraft again, literally pure bliss. You, could, you can never ask for anything more. Yeah. It's funny that you have two multiplayer-heavy games back-to-back. Like ten and nine, but the gap between the two, as far as multiplayer goes, is the fucking Grand Canyon. Like I, as far as enjoyment goes. Yeah, I, I believe so. Like, like it's not even close. It, like Minecraft is way better. Like if your friends back then were like, "Yo, do you want to play Call of Duty or Minecraft?" You're like, Minecraft. "I'll I'll delete the code Black Ops Two to play I, Minecraft I will, right now." I will say I will delete I will delete uh, Call of Duty to play Minecraft. Yeah, the the gap is big, but you know they played similar roles. It was different interactions. You know what I mean? They were different tones in those multiplayers, but Minecraft and I guess I should talk about my secondary slot, Terraria. Uh, <laughs> you've never played Terraria, have you? No, I've never played Terraria. Never bought it. Yeah, it's it's very different from Minecraft, but the, which is good. The, the roles remain the same. Like you can have a bunch of people start up a server and you just go. You know, it's not infinite terrain like. Uh, Minecraft is, and obviously it's in 2D, but 
I don't know. I feel like like it's just different. Like there's so many bosses. There's so many more enemies. It's 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 more complex than Minecraft. It's probably one of the most well paced games in terms of like upgrading yourself and moving on to further challenges. And when you do it with with your friends, it's so much more fun. Like the boss battles are always intense and and great. Uh, and you can and the building in that game so beautiful. Like this is high. This is this game, Terraria, is like timeless pixel art. Like it looks fantastic. It will always look fantastic. And yeah, like I said, it plays the same role in my life. Admittedly, it came into my life a little earlier, or sorry, a little later than Minecraft. But well, I Terraria, mean, didn't it release later? Yeah, yes, it did. Uh, and obviously, was inspired by Minecraft a little bit. But unlike the bevy of Minecraft copycats that are horrible. This game is good. You know, I was, this game is fantastic. Again, it's another, it, you know, it started as an indie game. Now is super recognizable. And one of just the, I think one of the like greatest games of all time. It's just so good. And th- I will say Terraria is the only game that I have deliberately skipped school for. <laughs> it was a, a single day when... The Terraria Moon Lord update came out. Oh my god! Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> Me and a couple of my and a couple of my friends all just didn't go to school because we wanted to fuck play this the game. Fuck this! <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was this is a huge update. It added like the final boss of Terraria, at least up until that point. I think more have been added since, but because Terraria on console does not get updated as much as uh, PC does. Or at least not as frequently. So when it is long, long swaths of time when you don't have the most up-to-date content. So when it came out, me and the boys were just on that shit immediately. And yeah, that, that's just a funny story. We played it all day uh, and it was fantastic. So yeah. I mean, it's got to be on the list then if you skip the whole day of school for it. Yeah, I mean, the, it, it was just, I don't know, both those games... Just the freedom and the bliss and the just calm that mm-hmm. it brings you and just the camaraderie that you have and just the con- just the conversations and all the memories that are so easily made in these games is is priceless to me. Mm-hmm. So I had to have it in the top ten. So number nine is the position it sits. Yeah. No, nothing more needs to be added, literally. So. Um, yeah. yeah. What about what about you, pal? What is your not? Yeah. Did you add my? First of all, did you add Minecraft in a spot that you're going to talk about today? No, Minecraft. Whoa. I'm not. Okay. I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna change like the list. Like, like when I I'm gonna put I'm gonna put like a graphic out tomorrow, like updating everybody so they can follow along easier. But yeah. Minecraft right now is slated at 13, which means that Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury got bumped out of the top 15. But I'm not going to change that because it's a late edition. So yeah, fair enough. Okay. Minecraft 13, 88 out of 100. Um, gotcha, gotcha. Number nine for me is a game that was once in my life before I made this list was as high as number two on this list. Whoa. Um, okay. Has has dropped significantly. I'd, I'll admit I was I was in the moment there when I put it there. I, I you know, I've aged. I've I've grown I've grown older. Uh, a game, the only game in which I have asked you to re-record so we can redo the review of the game, it's Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Oh, so the first okay. Xenoblade, the first Xenoblade game, 
like HD remastered on the Switch. Uh, Nintendo 2020. 91 out of 100. I mean, I just remember the way I felt after beating this was just like I, I've only felt that way a handful of times in my <laughs> life completing a game. Like I, I'm pretty sure I was like teary eyed. I had goosebumps all over. Like the scenario for this game is one of the best I've ever played. Like the story is phenomenal. All the characters are likable. Like the world itself is so unique. Like it's it's not like a world like which is just flat and you go from place to place. Like you literally you go up like a machine. Like that's the world. And yeah, I'll admit uh, the combat system kind of fucking sucks. But <laughs> oh really? Yeah, it kind of sucks. And I'm not I'm not really a big fan of you know they swing the sword and stuff for you and you all you do is like command them to yeah. do actions. It's it's kind of like a turn based RPG, but not really because yeah. you know it's. You only control one character at a time, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you do get used to it, and it gets easier. And I, I think it's a must-have for the Switch. I, I think it's that good. Mm-hmm. I, okay. It, it kind of has inspired me to try to play some of the other Xenoblade games, but apparently the Xenoblade 2 battle system is even worse than this one. So oh, I think good. I'm going to have to steer clear for now. Right. But, you know, if one day, if the funds allow it, maybe. But, yeah, I, it's it's amazing, like, the story is phenomenal. There's so many twists and turns that you don't expect. It grabs you, but it, it, it immediately rips, tears at your heartstrings 20, 25 minutes in, <laughs> and then pieces them back together slowly, only to like tear them out again later. Like, the, oh the, the, I, I, there's not much more I can say about this game. Uh, <laughs> uh, Shulk's voice actor gets old after a while, but you know, it doesn't wear yeah. down the game at all. Uh, it, ha- it hits the emotional beats, it hits the, it hits the story beats. It the ending hits well, like the entire the entire thing throughout is phenomenal, and I would recommend this game to anybody who is a a JRPG fan or an RPG fan. And I think it it, it was a game that was definitely going to be on this list. Um, it stayed. It, it, I put it. I, I started at number nine. It stayed at number nine throughout the entire time. So mm-hmm. yeah, there were some games in my top ten that shifted around, but number nine was always Xenoblade you know, Chronicles. Ninety one out of a hundred. Yeah. A game that if I revisit one day could get higher, but I did try to replay it recently. I just wasn't into it because other stuff was coming out. I think it was around when 3D World and Bowser Fury was coming out. So I'm like, all right, you got five days. And if I don't beat this in five days, I'm not coming back to it for like a year or so. And I didn't beat it in five days. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, nonetheless, Xenoblade Chronicles, amazing game. 91 out of 100, number nine. Something that I, well, like, I can't really t- say anything about this game because I haven't played it, but it's interesting that you you know you you said like like the combat system sucks and that's like one of the main things that you're doing in the game and also the voice work is a little choppy those are pretty like things that you have to deal with throughout the game and yet you would still recommend it so highly is kind of impressive yeah it only the the, like the nine points i took away were strictly from that because grinding in that game is not fun at all and that's a that's a big issue i think it's not Mm. fun at all and it's only Shulk's voice actor. I think everyone else is pretty good in their roles. It's just Shulk. He just all he does is yell, and it gets old after a while. But it's Dumban over there. Shulk, like, <laughs> it's weird. Like, he's not like a likable character. Like, oh, like, okay. You like, and it's not his fault. It's just the other characters are written so much better and have way more personality. And Shulk just happens to be your protagonist. But like. Yeah. I liked almost every other character more than Shulk. It's it was really weird. Like when given the option, Shulk would not be in my party. Like even right. though he was, you know, one of my stronger units in the game. But 
yeah, I don't know. It's not like the right the character script in that point's a little like choppy and question some of the decisions they made, but yeah. I I think that everything else is absolutely worth the trip. This just the story itself I think is worth the trip. The world, like the graphics aren't great, but like the world is so big and expansive and like came out in two thousand ten, so it's impressive for the time, but yeah. I don't know. Like grinding isn't really fun in that game. I mean, you at also all, which is a big takeaway. They also tacked on like a whole new story at the end, right? That's they did. It, I forget what it's called, but it's with Melia Shulk and two no pawns, and you fight like darkness or some shit. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> every JRPG ever, you fight darkness or yeah, something. You fight every JRPG ends with you fighting God in some and some. Or no, Satan, this one, I guess. this one, this one's no different. Your final boss is God, and nice. the and the DLC is Satan. So I don't know, but. Hell yeah. I forget the I forget the city that you're in, but you're with Melia who is kinda like the who's kinda like the Mifa to Zelda who is Fiora. Like she doesn't mm-hmm. die, but like the same like the love triangle the <laughs> yeah, same yeah, love yeah. triangle situation. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's a, I think it's an amazing game, despite the flaws I just stated out. I think it's amazing and definitive and the definitive experience like the added on game, which I forget what's called, I'm gonna look it up right now, is definitely worth the trip alone. So yeah. Xenoblade Chronicles is number nine on this list. Hell yeah, I'm, I'm glad that was on there because I, I was really surprised when it like hit you so hard, uh, with just the quality of it. Like I, because when you when I heard you again, I'm like, oh, that that's kind of like not what I would expect him to play, but you, you really embraced it. So I'm really I'm really glad to see it the, that we get to talk about it again. Future but connected, that's what it's future called. connected. Yep, it's yep. coming back to me now. All right. uh, which takes place one year after the main story and delves deeper into the relationship between Shulk and Melia in the face of a mysterious new threat dark the dark <laughs> yeah the dark. i mean uh that, that's kind of what i was saying with uh trials of mana because i feel like the, these games are pretty similar uh for us uh, as far as being jrpgs goes because they added uh, another like another story onto the back of, of trials of mana after the main story is done mm-hmm. uh, which again was really good they had to like re they had to write a character some i believe some characters post games are are better than others yeah uh but some of it's like really crazy shit uh, that happens in the story, but yeah, it's always cool when like games get remade, but they add con, they add like story content afterwards because that's just really cool for the fans who have yeah. been fans for so long. But for us, we're a bit newer, so but okay. still pretty cool. Okay. Everything's coming back to me now. So Melia is of the High Entia race, and she's from the capital city of Alchemoth. Yeah, I'm 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 figuring it out now, but I'm gonna I would ramble on if I just kept like recalling this game. Xenoblade's number nine. Uh, we're moving to number eight now, yeah, Tyler. So- Take it away, buddy. Another. First of all, the next six games all have the same score because I'm indecisive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the next six but, games are all 94 out of 100. Uh, not 94. One point above. Uh, but okay. but uh, this game, another another multiplayer heavy game. Good grief. Uh, not so much with our school friends though. Just kind of just kind of me, and and some of the guys that I met through xbox you know like through the game itself uh this game with a secondary slot both developed by respawn entertainment the score of 95 is titanfall 2 probably titanfall and titanfall 2 uh titanfall 2 secondary slot apex legends ah titanfall 1 so it rears its head yes (laughs) titanfall 1 is 
it got me into the series, which is about all I can say about it because the that's, rest of it was not. That's eighty points right there. The multiplayer was great. Like it set the foundations in in motion. Okay. Story was bad because it was a multiplayer, like it was a multiplayer only story that, and you couldn't really do the quests in the right order most of the time. Yeah. So experimental. I respect it. Didn't work out too well. They made it way better in the sequel. Titanfall 2 is probably the best shooter I have ever played. It's I would say it's the best shooter that has ever been made. Uh, I praise. It's that good. Uh, this came out at a time... I, Call of Duty was getting a lot of shit for doing futuristic shooters after Titanfall. Because it kind of... Like, Titanfall 1 was the first, like, advanced movement shooter. Like, slides, wall runs, uh, j- double jumps, all that stuff. Uh, and then Call of Duty kind of tried to ride its coattails with Advanced Warfare, Black Ops 3, mm-hmm. Infinite Warfare, and they all weren't as good as the first Titanfall game. And then Titanfall 2 came out and blew them all out of the water again. Uh, but Titanfall 2 was really... It's an unfortunate game. Because Respawn... Or EA, rather. An unfortunate game that's a 95 out of 100. Please no, like tell. just the circumstances of surrounding its release, not the actual game itself. EA basically screwed this game over from the word go. I'm shocked. Because they placed it. Fucking rele- Release date, right? Was Battlefield 1. It was in between Battlefield 1 and Infinite Warfare. Okay, which batch? Star Wars Battlefield? No, like Battlefield. Okay, the original Battlefield. Or did okay. I say Battlefront? Oh. I'm sorry. Uh, you said Battlefield. I'm thinking about fuck me. Uh, okay, so Battlefield. Yeah, like, like Dice Battlefield 1. One of okay. the most highly appraised battlefields in a while after going like it went back to World War One and then Call of Duty. Again, these are the two of the biggest like selling Shooters. games per year ever. And they mm-hmm. sandwiched Titanfall 2 right in the middle of them. And uphill, yeah, basically uphill, uphill battle right away. Super uphill battle. As such, I feel like its, its potential was, super, was severely squandered just by the amount of exposure that it wasn't able to get because just the two other big, the two other Titan Titans, no pun intended of shooter of the shooter genre. Uh, Honestly, it wasn't. I'm just, I just fell into that. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, release date really screwed it over. But this game really put respawn on the map. Just, this is the first game that I can say, like the quality of this game is what put it here over the memories that it gave for me, which it also gave me a fair amount. Yeah. This game has a fantastic campaign. It is, you know, it, it's nothing insane, at least, you know, story-wise. A lot of cr- really cool gameplay, like, levels and stuff. It's it's insane. People talking about this game will still not spoil a certain level just because of how fucking cool it is, which is pretty crazy. I remember, I remember Titanfall like being talked about like the Howard Stern show. Like that's how big it was. Yeah, Titanfall because of a certain weapon. I forget because of the G. I think G. It's maybe in the maybe it's in base Titanfall. I don't remember, but regardless, like Howard Stern, like that's the biggest media person there is. So Respawn's yeah. obviously doing something right. I mean, I don't know, man. Titanfall, despite all that, like it didn't get as much publicity as it as it reasonably should have uh and it didn't i it i don't want to say it underperformed but like 
compared to the other big shooters, man, like it, and maybe other EA properties as well, it probably didn't blow them out of the water, but it was very on the mark uh, as far as sales go. But again, the game is phenomenal. The story, story mode is great, follows, you know, BT, uh, the, the Titan or and his pilot, uh, Co- uh, Jack Cooper, uh, voiced by Matt Mercer, which I did not know until way later. Oh, my God, champ. Dude, he's everywhere. But, yeah, a story that is not more complex than it needs to be. But, again, it builds this lore, this world out, uh, which is a, a very unique world, despite it. it. It's basically just our world in the future. But, you know, space exploration... Uh, an expansion of civilization just out into other planets. Uh, but it doesn't get too interstellar. You do switch planets a lot, but it's not like the main focus. The They always keep the focus very uh, squarely on the on the smaller scale conflict. I mean, obviously, there's going to be a big world-destroying uh, thing they need to stop, but I don't know. It's just, it's just a very, very good campaign, fantastic mechanics, and the multiplayer just as good. Uh, with the you know the t- the pilot movement is absolutely flawless and people you don't run in that game you fucking fly like the the people who are good at this game are just traveling at Mach five all the time and it's insane but even you know even so it's just so it's hard to describe just how good it feels to play this game uh, it's hard for me to describe because this is probably the first game where it's more the quality of the game rather than the memories that it built for me. Mm-hmm. But even then I have fond memories of playing with a lot of people I met through Xbox live. Uh, some of which I still play apex legends with today. Uh, but yeah, this like Titanfall two, I'd say is better than apex legends. I think deserves to be as popular as apex legends, but I'm only kind of thinking about what could have been, I suppose. But yeah, the multiple Titan classes, the, the free title updates, uh, the support that it gained after launch, admittedly for the short time that it did, was great. Uh, <laughs> the nice, was, uh, 48 hours I had, <laughs> it was cool. Yeah, but then like, you know, after after ti- people are still clamoring for Titanfall three, even now that Apex is out, which I don't think get, they will make a Titanfall three because because Apex is just making oodles of cash, like. That this is probably the most lucrative property that Respawn has made. Didn't Titanfall uh, 2 come out like a short amount of time through anything things after Titanfall? Like, it wasn't that long, I don't think. It was, I think it was like a year or two. Titanfall uh, 2 was 2016. Titanfall, the base game. Oh, was... yeah, that's true. Titanfall would have came out like 20. Titan Okay, why isn't the Wikipedia just showing me the release date, you bastards? Um, 2014, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, 14. I was going to say that's Two sounded... years, that's not a long time. It isn't, but it's insane. Like, I didn't even think about that. I was just thinking about how good of a game it is. But, man, they made that game in such a short amount of time, too. It's just so good. Maybe they're like, we just have a ton of ideas. Maybe they just had so many ideas that they couldn't fit them all in the Titanfall. So they're like, let's just make another game. And I guess this one's just better. I mean, it's. I'm glad they even got like the ability to make a sequel, because Titanfall One did not perform super well. It was uh, again. New, it was a new concept. It was a new like, IP. Not not, not yeah. just in not just in like that idea, but that genre. Like that had never been done before. Yeah, and that was the thing that drew me in, because I'm like a huge you know futuristic nerd. So seeing I can double jump and run around on walls and parkour around and then call in a giant mech suit 
to hop in and do the same well not do the same thing but destroy people with mm-hmm. it was a fantastic concept and titanfall 2 just made everything better it added a fantastic story mode it made the movement better it added more abilities it made the progression system way better and more rewarding it added a lot more cool game modes and just ways to to play the game more weapons more titans just more more everything more maps just so many cool things and i i don't know titanfall 2 is just such a good game that i want more people to know about but another positive it paved the way for apex legends which obviously you have been hearing more about because i've gotten everybody in the discord to play it literally everybody except me but literally everybody yeah some people don't like that we got apex legends instead of titanfall 3 which i can understand but like this game just came out of nowhere the day it was revealed was the day it released (laughs) and do you imagine the balls you gotta have to do that dude that's what everyone was saying and what's better is that the game was so good, no one even gave a shit. Like, no. it was, like, top of Twitch immediately. It's still topping Twitch some days. Uh, that's just how good of a game it is. And, like, and a this, real, a re, like a real competitor to Fortnite. Yeah, this is this thing came out of just left field and combated Fortnite. Which for, uh, LeBron is now on Fortnite. <laughs> this is true. But again, but I, think, <laughs> I think Fortnite is just something else entirely at this point. Yeah, I don't but, know what it is, for yeah, better or for worse. Yeah, Apex is probably the best Battle Royale game, I would say, on the market right now. And I don't know. I really like it. Like, it doesn't get... Like, you can't double jump. You can't wall run. In certain game modes, you were able to. They brought that back from Titanfall uh, 2. But, yeah, just keeping... Apex Legends is basically a sequel to Titanfall 2. Uh, it keeps in the lore. It's... It adds a lot, you know, adds a lot more character to the universe. Uh, I don't know. It's making the, it just makes this world that I fell in love with, with the first two games, just more well-rounded and more character-driven. Gives it more personality, I would say, because in the first first Titanfall, it was there weren't a lot of characters to latch on to. Second Titanfall, you had BT and Cooper, but that was about it. Uh, Plus the bosses, the mercenaries that you fought. Uh, but in this game, like, you have, like, 16 legends, like, 16 characters, all with continuing connections beca- between each other and yeah. their pasts. Uh, one of the characters, like, they are they are very heavily injecting tit- more Titanfall 2 lore into this game now, with Valkyrie, the, the first flying legend that you can play as, uh, being a daughter to one of the bosses that you killed in Titanfall 2 as Jack Cooper. Uh so it's just really again the mechanics of of apex are just so addicting like the way that you can customize your weapons with different attachments that you find or the fact that there's so many cool weapons uh, that you can use some of which are original to apex and weren't even in titanfall 2 but most of them are returning from titanfall 2 which i also yeah. think is nice it makes the transition easier but yeah this game is is a little harder for me to get into talking about because it's just saying that it's a good game uh, and I'm continuing to form memories with Apex Legends, playing with, you know, the Discord uh, boys and and just a lot of my, again, a lot of those Xbox Live friends that I was able to to, to keep around. So, yeah, definitely just these two games, they're just really good games. So that's why they're here is Fair what it boils down to. Titanfall 2 and Apex Legends, 
are fantastic games that you should definitely give a try if you're a fan of shooters and competitive games and i guarantee you will not be disappointed and they're just the, the their quality alone boosts them up to the spot so yeah titanfall 2 and apex legends is for my game number eight all right well said uh my number eight it was a game that has fallen in this list it's fallen a couple slots it was as high as number three at one point uh it's Game Freak's final appearance on this list, and it is from 2008. It is Pokemon Platinum, coming in at 92 out of 100. Three different Pokemon games. Yeah, all um, five slots of the, apart from each other. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, it's it's better Diamond and Pearl, and I think Diamond and Pearl are great games, but this one's just better, and like, everything about it's better. Like it, <laughs> I like the scenery. I like the scenery better. I think the, you know the. Pokemon animations are better, like the not the the, the sprites are better, I should say, because there's no there's no animated movements yet, but yes. the sprites look better. Uh, I like the this the format makes more sense. Like you just fight Fantine, which is for some reason the fifth gym. You have to fight third. Like that was pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> uh, yes. Lookers in that game, which he's not in Diamond and Pearl, which is another awesome addition. And then you get more you get more. Uh, connection with the, the the with the champion which i don't know like if that was common like i guess it was because you had the connection with lance but you have to work with cynthia sometimes uh your rival's annoying as shit and but <laughs> you do get to team up with them which is pretty cool i think okay. team galactic's a great like evil government corporation and then finally it culminates to where you get both Dialga and pelky on spear pillar and then you just get garatine and the distortion world which is by far and away the coolest thing I've ever seen in a Pokemon game. Like it's not even close. The distortion world is just, it's just awesome. The music's so eerie. It's just, it's perfect. Like it's just the, everything about that part of the game is just perfect. It's a, it's only 45 minutes long, but it's awesome. And <laughs> it's the final fight against Cyrus is awesome. The Lake trio helping you out in there. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> finally get a, a theme for Garatina, which was, which is mm-hmm. slaps. Yeah, completely slapped. And then, oh yeah, love it. Yeah, and then you go to the Elite Four, where you take on the best champion that has ever been in a Pokemon game. Most and iconic, at least. Is that true? You think that's true? You think Cynthia's top tier, the topest tier? I think okay. As far as like most recognizable, I think Blue is probably up there. I was but gonna say Blue too. with the with the new generation coming in, with like us Sinnoh babies kind of becoming uh, older cynthia is all over the place way more all over the place nowadays is like the best champion yeah i I i think i have to agree with that definitely the definitely the toughest of the ones so far she's really i think so yeah i mean she's one of the only ones that doesn't have like a theme which i think pokemon needs to get away with like typing themes and just make gym leaders and champions and elite four not champions but like elite four and gym leaders just have themes yeah and like generally like all status condition pokemon or all pokemon that uh you know look like this or do this certain thing or from the specific place yeah instead of just type because you have things like steven which is rock and steel that's pretty much it you have lance which is just all dragon and flying i know he's a flying type specialist to be fair uh and then iris you know more varied but a lot of rock and dragon 
Uh, or Cynthia's just Alder's Alder's pretty okay actually. Yeah, no, but and he's just not as he's just not as strong. No, then you have Cynthia who literally leads with a Pokemon who has no type no weakness. weaknesses. Yeah, Spirit yeah, Tomb. He has a weakness now. Now with Fairy types. That's yeah. Uh, do you think Fairy types will be in the remake? Yeah, because some some uh, old Pokemon were re like Gardevoir's a Fairy type and Clefable's a Fairy type. Yeah. Fuck. All right. Well, and Toga, Togekiss is a fairy type, which uh, she also has. Yeah, she does also have Togekiss, but and of course Garchomp, one of the most difficult champion Pokemon ever. Yeah, but just back to Platinum, I think it's it's a perfect sister game in a lot of the same ways that Emerald was, but I never played Emerald, so yeah. I yeah, it's just like I said, like you just said, we're Sinnoh babies. This is you know <laughs> this is this was the this was like my first like one of my first Pokemon experiences. You have Platinum this year. You have Platinum 2008 and Heart Gold Soul Silver in 2009, and then Black and White 2010, and then Black and White 2 in 2012. Like it just, yes. it, it didn't get better than that. Like it just non nonstop one two punches. Love it. Yeah, it's great. And you know, Pokemon Platinum. <laughs> I bought the original copy for fifty dollars just two years ago, just so I could play it again. Yeah. And I still have it. But yeah, I mean, Garatina's my favorite legendary. He's cool as shit. Uh, yep. turtwig, turtwig baby boy second baby boy but <laughs> yes. i know there's just i i can i know the Sinnoh region like by heart i think everything about it's just awesome and yeah i'm not really making a lot of sense right now come to think of it but i did see a tweet today where it's like if you could live in any region where would it be and i'm like you know what for much as i love Sinnoh, definitely would not want to live there knowing it's that it's so cold no it's cold and knowing that there's a demon lord who can just demon lord who can just come up under the ground any second i'm good i don't need that yeah life. yeah i think we've talked about this before actually yeah. we talked about which which where we would live but even the events yeah. are cool like dark rye uh shaman oh yeah no gen four and five like the events were sh- the shit yeah, Darkrai, Shaman, you can get you can catch Cresselia, you got you got Riolu's an egg, which is the only way you can get him, I think, in the game. Arceus. Yeah. Well, that was never released, but I mean Arceus they, yeah. they introduced God. Yeah, they introduced Jesus, which is cool. Uh the Lake Trio music slaps. I mean, there's not much more to say. I mean everything. We about, gotta say, like, the music in amazing. Sinnoh. Amazing. Probably the best in Pokemon. Yeah, they have a they have a route. They like in in Smash Brothers. They have route like 218's theme as a song. That's, that's how that good it iconic. Is. It's, that's the how good it is. it's the snow route. It's the snow route. That's a, that's how good it is. Like it's it's unbelievable. Gen four is unbelievable, and I think Platinum is the cornucopia of those three games. So that is why it comes in number eight, 92 out of 100. Fair enough. Platinum is your top Pokemon choice then. Yeah, it, a lot more Pokemon this list than I thought there would be, but you know, nostalgia hits hard. There's there's more to come in my list, but not today. Uh, so on to number seven. This Fucking is number seven. Yet another game that you have not played. Amazing. Uh, but I will. But you'll know exactly what I'm probably going to say because I've talked to you so much about these games. Uh, developed by Capcom. With a score of 95. Monster Hunter. It is Monster Hunter World and Monster Hunter Rise. This is my secondary slot. All right. Uh, mostly going to be talking about World, though, because holy shit. <laughs> there is a lot to say. Um, I got this game on a whim. My friend, uh, the same one I played Zombies with back in the day, uh, he and I bought it together, I think. 
Uh, he bought it digital. I bought it uh, physical. I don't know what drew us to it. I don't know how we heard about it. I think we just heard that it was really good. Uh, and, good enough for me. Just yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I even remember like seeing anything about it. But uh, we just bought it on a whim. And holy shit, this game is... it. This game combined is the first... It's a pretty significant jump from Titanfall 2 to Monster Hunter. Uh, but just the mem- like memories and quality collide. This is probably one of the highest quality games I have ever played. Like, there's you can feel how much love and passion and work and just effort went into this game. I like this game kind of opened my eyes to like the full potential of what modern video games can do. They're like you just they create whole ecosystems in in these different worlds that you're in. You're and, and they uh, it, it's hard to wrap my head around just how big this game felt when I was playing it for the first time. Like you just feel like you're dropped into this enormous world filled with crazy monsters, but they're all designed to fit in the ecosystem first and foremost, as if they're real creatures. You know, there's not like magic in this world it's it's all like it's all just part of the natural world really i mean there's magic like stuff obviously mm-hmm. uh you know there are fucking things that fire lasers out of their damn mouths for god's sake but we're, i would i'm putting world over rise because even though i was there from the beginning with rise world was just such a crazy experience and i played it like together with my friend the whole way through and that was just a fantastic just co-op experience. The, the multiplayer in Monster Hunter is probably one of the best in all video games. Because it's all cooperative. You don't, like, fight other players at all. You're all just working together to fight one giant-ass monster. Yeah. And, it, like, you will see this all the time. Like, it, it's just, it's this, it's a lot of the same. You're just going out. You prepare at your village or your hub or whatever. You prepare. You go out, you track the monster, you fight it, you get the materials, you craft stronger weapons and armor, and then you repeat with the next monster. And you just do that over and over and over again. And on paper, sounds like it would never work, sounds too repetitive, but in practice, holy shit. It is like a drug. It's so fucking addictive. I, it's hard to explain, obviously, because I'm rambling like a madman, but... <laughs> that good like the it just looks fantastic the but the world is like all goofy and super charming uh but they they make it in a style where it's like still intense and it looks realistic but you know everything's like a lot of the actions of the characters are exaggerated you have talking uh, cat creatures that do your every whim for you uh it's it's just nuts and the crazy part is I've clocked like 200 plus hours into that game and I didn't even get the whole experience. Like they released Iceborne, the big expansion for, for Monster Hunter World when I was going off to college. I wouldn't have my Xbox, so I didn't even get to play that. I don't even have that. But it added like a whole new campaign, several new monsters, a whole new difficulty rank in the game, armor, weapons, st- like locations, everything. And there's no microtransactions to speak of. It's just pure whole 
gaming amazing. Mm-hmm. I literally cannot form coherent thoughts talking about this game because it's so good. Like I, it, this put Capcom and like the Monster Hunter team super high on my list of like I am, like anything they slap their name on, I am yeah. good. Like I same, trust these guys. Yeah, same with like Titanfall and Respawn. Like everything, every time I see, you know, Respawn is on this project, I'm like hell yeah, I'm on board already. And the same with with Capcom now because. I can't believe I didn't get in this series sooner because this this series has been going on forever. Monster Hunter World was obviously huge in the West. It was the first Monster Hunter game that had massive success over here in the in the West. Uh, and for good reason. Like now Monster Hunter is is thriving more than ever. Monster Hunter Rise is sold amazingly. Monster yeah. Hunter Stories yeah. 2 is already getting a lot of traction. Uh, and and for me it all started with World. And it's just the scope of that game, even just base game, is just massive. It blew my mind. It blows my mind now thinking about it, obviously, as you can hear my speech (laughs) patterns breaking down by the second. I'm doing the same thing. Like, I'm just talking about games I love so much. Like, I've planned out what I'm going to say for so long, but then when time comes, I just don't know what to say. I'm I'm at work, right? I'm just walking the aisles, and I'm, like, thinking of what to say. And then when I get here, it's just the memories flood in, and it's... This game's awesome. This game's still awesome. This game is amazing. It's amazing. Let's talk about more how it's amazing. Have I told you enough about how amazing it is? But yeah, like in this game, or now I'm getting like into the Monster Hunter community more. And, you know, I have favorite monsters. Like I do favorite Pokemon now. Uh, It's just, it's a series that I am going to be playing for many years to come now. Like this is like a permanent like I will always support the series going forward, mm-hmm. like kind of like Pokemon, uh, where it's just it just feels like a part of kind of my gaming path now. Where this game is going to be something that I look forward to every single release, just because it's that it's that good. And Ra- again, Rise, while not being as good as World in my opinion, is still a fucking fantastic game. Yep. Like quality wise, it's great, and you know it's even though it's not getting the long-term support as Monster Hunter World did, I'm pretty sure just because it's a different team and they do things differently, uh, coming from the handheld games to kind of rise as a spiritual successor to that. Yeah. uh, It's a little different, but World, again, just literally opened my eyes to how good modern games can be. Because this has been a time when, like, microtransactions were rampant. You know, you had... You know, all these cash grab games that just come out year after year. And then this game comes out. No microtransactions, no nothing. Just go out and hunt gigantic dragon creatures. And it's one of the best games of all time, in my opinion. So I probably haven't even said like a fraction of what I actually wanted to say about this game. But just know that the the. The adage that I have told you before still stands. Everyone is a fan of Monster Hunter. They just don't know <laughs> it yet. And one day I will get you to play it. It'll I will sneak up on you when you least expect it, and you're going to you're gonna you're gonna love it. But yes, Monster Hunter World, fantastic game, still worth playing today. Like if you have never gotten it before, if this would be your first Monster Hunter game, it is a fantastic jumping in point, and I guarantee you, you will be. Like mystified and you will fall in love with the world that they make and 
I hope if anything, I've convinced you guys, someone, to at least go check it out because it is it's fantastic. Yeah, Tyler's a big Monster Hunter fan. If you didn't take anything away from that, so, yeah. <laughs> if you take anything away from that, this is only my second entry into the series, two and a half now because Monster Hunter Stories is in my Switch right now. But I am already hooked immediately. So He's in. yeah, Game Seven, Monster Hunter World. Yeah, this is gonna be. These last few games are going to be hard with how hard this is already getting to like form a consistent train of thought. Yeah. But we still have one more game to go, so I'll, I'll let you go. Number seven for me is a 93 out of 100. And my next three games are 93. Uh, probably one that you're not expecting to be so high, but when you think about it, it's really hard to put it any lower than it is. 2018 Super Smash Bros. Ultimate comes in at number seven. Uh, <laughs> Is that your number six? Yeah. Do you just want to talk about it now? Yeah, we'll, we'll just talk about it. You go first, and then I'll, since it's your game, I'll just, I'll take you back off of you. I mean, it's, it's the, it's the game. Like, it is the game right now. It just right. is. Like, it's the celebration of gaming. It's, it, it's a masterclass in its genre. It's the best there is. It's the best there is right now. I mean, nothing in the world was cooler at the time than the Everyone Was Here trailer. Uh, It it still is just awesome. I still watch reactions to this day of that. It's just, it's so cool. The DLC is just unthinkable when you think about it. Unthinkable. Like, Fighters Past 1 was awesome. Banjo-Kazooie. Joker was, like, the baseline. Like, holy fuck, like, the DLC is going to be awesome for this game. That was only five characters at the time. Then we got Hero. Then we got Banjo. Then we got Terry. And then... The best one, Byleth, and then Byleth, just gives yeah. <laughs> the Fire's Pass Two, which has my favorite, has has my main Steve, like, and Kazuya, and one fighter left. We don't even know, like, Sephiroth. Just, you didn't yeah, even mention Sephiroth. Yeah, I said my main. And, no, you said your main. Oh, sorry, your main, comma Steve, comma sorry. Yeah, my bad. I thought you yeah. said your main was Steve. No, I was my like, main. What happened? No, yeah, no, I've been grinding some Steve. No, yeah, <laughs> Seth, yeah, Seth, big yeah. big daddy Seth is Seth, my main, Seth. but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. It's unbelievable. Like it has everything in gaming. Like it's just the culmination of, it's just the culmination of the genre and just the the industry as a whole. The stages, like the music, the characters, the story mode, eh, the spirits. Like the spirits even have more stuff that you can even think then, about. Like yeah, like this Sakurai and the team did everything they could to put all of gaming into this. Like the spirits are essentially ways to put other characters in that wouldn't make it into smash yeah even the story mode like it's a fantastic time sink like if you just want to turn your brain off and go like world, play, of light world of light is huge so you're you you will get a lot of playtime out of that but uh, again the scope of these games is just getting bigger and bigger and i this game is the ultimate it, yeah it's ultimate. It's, it, it's just ultimate it's Tim, again, you can feel every ounce of love and work and passion that I don't, they have, these guys have to be really resilient to keep up their passion for this. Yeah. For this long, through all the shit and everything that has happened, and they still come out here and put out top tier DLC and, and like updates and, and everything. You say what you will about online and and all that you know multiplayer stuff but yeah at the end of the day this game is best experienced with 
you know, sitting on a couch or in a hotel room on a trip, just playing right next to your friends, party game style. Yeah, no, it's nothing's better. Uh, I have nostalgia memories with this game with you. Mo- oh my most god! Most prevalent, or like, good god, that was like, when we hosted the tournaments in Tech Club. Oh yeah, dude. Like, that was that was that was all. That was an event. Like this game is so crazy. Like the characters that don't make it in are almost a bigger deal than the characters that do. Like the yeah. me, the the me costumes are have taken on a world of their own. Like it's ridiculous. Like yeah. I feel like. I, I feel like Dante not getting in is a bigger story than Kazuya getting in. Yeah. Like for sure. Gino, Gino not getting in, like not on the same scale, Sephiroth getting in, but a really good second headline story. So much from the terminal montage made a video about it. Like, yeah, exactly. it's, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, it's just awesome. Like one of my personal favorite things in smash is going to the boxing ring and just seeing the nicknames for the characters they have. Cause they yeah, just they, I mean, they just fit so well. Like everything about it is just ridiculous. Like it should every, it shouldn't exist. Yeah, every stage is faithful to where they pulled it from. Every character's moveset is faithful to where they pulled them from. Yeah. They updated past characters' movesets, basically just Link, uh, for this game. But they kept the others like as they were in fucking sixty-four. Yeah. And, and kept that alive for those players. Because they knew like that was, you know, for those characters, that was fine. Yeah. And I think the one big thing that I wish they did more with, if I had, like, I can't ask anything of these guys anymore, but I, the one thing that I thought they were going to do more with is Echo Fighters. Because mm-hmm. they kind of added that in as another way to, like, hey, we add more characters in, like, half the work, you know? Yeah, exactly. While still being, like, very faithful. You know, you got Daisy and Dark Samus and Dark Pit and Lucina, who was already made, and Dark Pit was already made, too, and Dr. Mario. No, Dr. Mario is a separate character. That's actually he is a separate weird. character. But yeah, I mean, pirate. I guess pirate Mithra technically. Like oh oh sorry, uh, Ken. Yeah. Ken was Ken was a newcomer. So I, I wish they did more with that. Like Shadow has been fucking wanted for years. Yeah. Uh, you know, having Shadow and like Galactonite for Meta Knight is a big one. I see. Uh, but you know, small small things that I think would be cool. I saw a tweet about like, would you buy an Echo Fighters Fighters Pass for like half the price of the fire pass but fuck yeah i would do that yeah uh but yeah this the fact that this is coming to an end is <sighs> wild it's a wild ride it's it's hard to like, fathom that like that's it i like we've been following the hype train for this game since i've smash wii u was the first time i followed like the hype train for like reveals and crazy shit like that this game we were in it from the beginning we knew we knew how the the hype cycle went, but it just surprised us every single time. Like the everyone is here trailer, every single it, it's an event. We, we've first, said this so many times before. Yeah, this was the first Switch game I pre-ordered, and then woke up at four a.m. on a school day to play before, before yeah, it came out. I, my Switch is the Smash Brothers yeah. Switch. Like I, I feel really bad because my mom asked me like, I, "There's a Switch here that I can get you, or we can wait." to get the smash brothers one i'm like i really want the smash brothers one please <laughs> uh, like i could have had a switch earlier but i didn't because i knew i could get this so this, this beast i mean the joy cons are busted i'm gonna have to send those in eventually i keep procrastinating to do that but i mean yeah smash brothers ultimate uh, developed by sore limited and bandai Nam- namco yep. as well yep. helped out with that and uh, my the score i gave it was 95 uh what score did you give it you gave it 93 93 yeah so 
I mean, might as well uh, be the same thing. Yeah. Um. Also gave us the amiibo, basically. Like That's when you think true, of yeah. when you think of amiibo, you think of Smash Brothers, and I mean, gave us some of the coolest amiibo out there. Like without this game, there's no amiibo. I don't think. Yeah, I, I think I mean amiibo started back in Smash Four. Four. Yeah. Yeah, with with Smash, basically, it, it, Smash was the one who started it, and then Ultimate continued it, and now I have Byleth sitting on my sitting on my desk. So I don't know. This game is just again a milestone game. Like, it's will it really, be remembered yeah. forever. Yeah, it is. Like it might be on the Mount Rushmore of Nintendo games. Like that's how prevalent. I it is. I think so. Like just the Mount Rushmore of games. Yeah. Like this game, like is a celebration of game of of mm-hmm. gaming. Like multiple companies had to come together, you know, put forward their IPs and and music and stages and visuals to to make this just epic crossover happen. Just of and the fact that I it, this would not have worked without Sakurai. No, Sakurai made sure this game was good the, his loyalty to making sure that each character is so different and is so true to their franchise is i, I it's unbelievable how like how true he is to it i i i don't know how he's done it for so long where like lesser men would have broken by now and took the like the easier way out cut corners yeah it seems like he never has no, Smash does not feel like a cash grab game at all. Not in even the slightest regard. No, not in the slightest. Like this, this game is in the pantheon of. Yeah, like you can tell, like just the way he talks about like the history of the games. Like he just loves yeah. this shit. He just eats it up so much. Like his least favorite thing is showing you what the character can do. <laughs> yeah, talking about frame dead. He's like, I shouldn't be talking about this. Yeah, uh, let's just do some moves and get out of here. <laughs> yeah, but he he just has fun with it too. Yeah, and I don't know. He is just like Sakurai himself has almost become as much of an icon as the game he made. Yeah, it it really is. Yeah, and just, he also, you know, he made it. He is he made Smash, like all of them, which just I don't know how he's done it. He yeah, he needs a he needs a break. I I really hope this is it. Like he he, he deserves this, a break. This is the perfect send off. Like the, the ultimate. Again, pun not intended. I am walking into these today. You are uh, the ultimate send off for such. A legendary like yeah historic his historic game developer historic figure in, yeah. in gaming you know i think uh you know reggie and iwada uh probably on the mount rushmore of nintendo is it, 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 yeah reggie miyamoto iwada and and sakurai. sakurai that's the four that shit that's actually a pretty that's a strong four that's a that's a pretty easy four to come up with yeah yeah, I mean, at least modern age for sure. Those are the four, but I just remember coming over to your house the day. We yeah, went, we went online. We unlocked all the characters, first of all. Yeah, because I forgot we had to do that a lot mm-hmm. that because Brock just got the game. I forgot that you have to unlock all the characters, <laughs> all the 80 plus characters. dude. I was about to say, like, this started with 12. We're like, what, 82, 83 will be the last fighter. Yeah, I mean, that's either counting or not counting Echo Fighters. I'm not sure. I don't know, but, but still, ridiculous number. Still, like, 
close to a hundred playable characters. Again, all with unique move sets and just origins and little details that are never missed. Eighty. That number, it's insane. Like I look at the screen, uh, like the character slash screen, I'm like this can't be real. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, you're like, yeah, every character belongs here. Exactly. Like it feels so natural now. Like it Sephiroth does. fighting Lucario feels good. It feels right. Meta Knight fighting fucking Min Min. Yeah, Ka- right. Ka- Kazuya fighting Villager feels totally normal. Feels totally normal now. I, I don't know how they've done it, but I don't know where they could go from here. I would not I would not be mad if they just ported this game for the rest of time. Like no. on and on and on until I die. What else are you gonna do? Like, let's be honest here. I, I don't even know where you can They go. probably have something, but that's why we don't work there. They have something. I hope I hope Sakurai gets to at least take a little bit of a break. I, like if honest to God, the most realistic thing I can see is they just port this game for the next few consoles and just add five fighters every time. Dude, I'd be Fine. down. I I don't how many fighters can you like handle though? Like, do you think there's a limit to like how much you can fit? Without, like, the game's, like, performance going down or, like, the loading times being astronomical. I do think that there will be a day where there are 100 fighters in Smash Brothers. No fucking way. I you think, think so? I think there will be a day where there's 100 fighters in the game all at once. Well, and, if it, and if it means deleting the code to 8-player Smash, I'm fine with it. I was about to say, I hope I live to see such a glorious day. I mean, this, as I was about to say, this game brings people together. It's an event. All right, I'll ask you a question regarding Smash. Would you sure, rather sure. have a hundred fighters in a roster, like one hundred fighters, or yeah. thirty with like a story mode, a, a better subspace emissary story? I How many were in Brawl? Like forty, I want to say, close, close to that. Yeah, something like that. So I mean, let's say forty. Honestly, as much as I love subspace. I think Smash is kind of beyond the story right now. Like, you know, you can have those, you know, the general premise of like, you know, the Galeem and like the spirits is fine. And that got everyone hyped. Galeem has been a meme forever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just destroying everything with his light beams. Yeah. You know, you can have like some story stuff. It's always great to see CG characters like interacting with each other, like at least being in the same spot. Like this is all one interconnected just universe. But I think I would rather see a hundred playable characters because, like, what story are you re- reasonably going to? I think I think it could be good. Like, remember that Captain N uh, pitch yeah. animation mm-hmm. I showed you? I think if they yeah. did something like that, that would be really cool. That would be just with a bunch of worlds clashing together uh, in crazy ways, but you know, with a core group of characters you play through the whole time. But and you know, you go and recruit all sorts of people to your party, but. If you're giving me the choice, I, I've i said this before, I just want Smash to be as big and wide-reaching as possible. Give me every single every single franchise you can get in this one game. I just want to see how crazy like, of a of a crossover you can realistically get. The thing is, I think it's possible. Like, I think I could name eight. Like, I think if you gave me enough time, I can come up with 18 fires that can realistically be in Smash Brothers. Oh yeah, for sure. There are there are lists of people's like top one hundred characters they want to see in Smash. So it would be totally easy. You could just you could go into the spirits board and find all of those characters probably. 
Yeah, make me cost some fight like take away some me costs, make those fighters like you'll no, have you go, it easily. I was about to say go into assist trophies or uh I was about to say there's Sakurai and the team have made so many other ways to get characters in. Assist trophies, spirits, me costumes, appearances in the backgrounds of stages at the very least. Yeah. It's there's there's I, a way to do it. There's I don't, absolutely a way to do it. I think there is. I would I would love to see that. If if Ultimate was re-released, but with five more characters tacked on every single time, I think that would make them a lot of money. Yeah, you charge what? I they probably up the cost a little bit to like thirty, thirty dollars for five fighters. Well, Still, that's six dollars a fighter. That's what you're paying when you don't buy the fighters pass. I don't know. I mean if they port Smash, they, it would be a sixty dollar purchase and then I don't know. Do you think they would be free updates? Like, do you oh, think they would just not no. do a fighter pass? I mean, I, th- I think they would do. I think they would do a fighter pass. Like, maybe you do like a bundle, so it's like seventy-five for the game and five extra fighters. It's kind of hard for us to think about the next Smash game at all. Like, it just us talking about it, it feels like the next Smash game is such a foreign, like, out of this world concept right yeah, now. Yeah, no, uh, so much will be different by the time that the game comes out. I, I don't really know how I'm going to feel when when Sakurai comes on there for the last time, for Ultimate at least, and oh, talks about... It's, it's going to be emotional. It's I feel like it is. I, I kind of just... I don't know. I, I feel like we're about to t- start talking in circles a bit, but just what a game, man. It's, that's really all I can say. It's just what a game. I mean, that's what it boils down to. And, you know, the memories and all that, and just the... The memories that I think the collective online community, online gaming community has shared with this game yeah. is just wild. Like the the game scope in and of itself is huge and just the scope that it has out in in a meta sense is just as big. So Well, that covers my 6. So I guess you get yeah. to say your 6. My 7, your 6, and now to my 6. Which will be the final reveal today of the, of the night. Thank you guys for sticking with us for so long. Yeah, uh, through and our ramblings. But here yeah. is number six. It is a game that has been out for a long time, but I have more recently gotten into. It is quickly catapulted up the as far as individual properties goes. Probably my favorite, one of my favorite franchises ever. Like just the lore I've learned about. I, I'm on my second run of the game right now. 93 out of 100. Final Fantasy 3. Mm. No, 7. Final Fantasy 7. I I th- I was thinking it was going to be something else, but you, yeah. I okay. don't I don't really know what else I don't know what to say about this game because like 19 for 1997. This game's huge. There's so much to do. <laughs> like there's so much side missions and side quests and little lore bits you can miss, which I did miss on my first playthrough. It's why I'm going through it again, but Yeah. Like I just talked about the scenario with Xenoblade, and th- there is no flaws with this game. It it hits every chord. It hits, it just hits the the story, the twists and turns, the the heartbreak. Like it literally rips your heart out and just ends a part one. It just does that, and yeah. the, the villain is phenomenal. There's multiple villains. They're all great. Just everything. I I don't I I I have a I have a synopsis written down. That I'm just not reading, but yeah. <laughs> It's it's number one for a lot of people, and I can absolutely see why. Like the music for the time is so good, and 
I wish I played this game first and then was introduced to the remake, but you know, life's not perfect. It's I think everything about it I just love like even for 1997, it's a game that I have I, I'm playing with no issues whatsoever. I'm just enjoying every second of it. Like I said, there's so much to do, there's so much to discover, there's so much of the world to be explored and none of it feels like none of it feels like empty. It all feels like it has a purpose. There's so many side quests with the party you can do. There's little there's little tidbits here and there, and it, there's no it's no there's no it's no reason that they're that this is the Final Fantasy like they've expanded the most upon as far as yeah. like there's a compilation Final Fantasy seven games which good or not they're still there. There's a fucking movie. There's little <laughs> there's little like short episode clips about the characters like after the events. Like fans have written novels about this shit. Like they just eat it up so much and mm. it may, has the anime swordsman like the like first oh, yeah. one like the most recognizable villain maybe outside of bowser like i this... mean he he was also an anime swordsman as well <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's very true and like the scene of him walking into the flames is iconic it's the entire the, the entire Hell's fucking his signature attack in his final battle meteor iconic Everything Again, about it, fucking yeah. Five minute cutscene for one attack. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like that, nothing pisses me off more than that when I played that. I'm like, oh my god, like, <laughs> dude, I'm gonna be. Oh, 50. let me go get a fucking glass of water while this fucking goes on. Like, Moist Critical said it best. Like, it's Sephiroth. I'll probably be fighting for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> like, it yeah, does, it does feel like yeah, one winged angel. The Sephiroth is so well written and the perfect antagonist. Because yeah, he's a badass, but. Like, the, Maximilian Dude puts it best when it comes to Final Fantasy VII. He just knows so much. He's so knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. And he said the reason this game clicks is because the story you're being told for 90% of it is not the actual story of, like, what happened. Yeah. And just, like, you're, you're being told the story through an unreliable narrator in Cloud. And it's just, that's genius. Like, that is so fucking genius. And yeah, that's good. Think, think about the time for 1997. What were JRPGs? It was medieval. It was... Dungeons, dragons, all this shit. This is yeah, more this, like a, this is futuristic. Like this, this setting is, is like grunge, yeah. future, yeah, like, flying air, sort of. Not how do I want to call this? It's not like cyberpunk or steampunk. It's like it, it's a it's like a magic. It's like magic punk almost. Yeah, it's like a it's a futuristic. It's basically just a futuristic setting. Like you're flying in the sky with the with the high wind ship. Like the this. The life stream, like they're sucking up life stream through these giant reactors, which you know happens in real life. Like that, that they're not the suck up the life stream in real life, but these giant like energy plants that are giving this city energy that's like killing the planet. You have and you're you're running around the slums and you're just at bars and such and Yeah, you're still the, the, the mag- fucking sky falls on you. Yeah, the magic's more modern. Like everything about the game is just phenomenal and like the characters in this game are good. Like, they're good. They're not great or anything. I have Incredible written down, but on my second playthrough, they're good. Like, yeah. the remake does them way more justice. Be- of like, course. There's no reason to care about Biggs, Jesse, or Wedge because they die in the first hour of the game. Like, yeah, that's how fast this shit goes. But I, it's just amazing. Like, this is another game where I just, like, had goosebumps the entire time. And the best part is, like, you kind of, like, lose. Like, you really do lose because... <laughs> In the long term, like, Nomura, who's the... He might have directed the game, but regardless, he has a lot of input. Like, he said that 
the world of Final Fantasy VII is like humans are extinct like, after 500 years of the events. Like, it's like in the long run they lose, and yeah. the remake is actually showing that, like the way that game ends is like the bad ending, and that's what they're trying to change in this remake. Like that's the amazing thing about it, and the remake is so many, like bits and pieces that it ties into. It's just it's incredible. I've learned so much about it, but yeah. I just learned yeah just I've just been obsessed with like this world and the lore and. I feel like I know like so much about it. I'm just so intrigued as to like what they're gonna do with it next. But as far as like the original goes, it's a it's a timeless classic, and it's a it's it, it will forever probably be in the top ten just because it's that good. Even in, <laughs> even even in 2021, like playing in 1997 or mm-hmm. like playing a 1997 game in 2001, I never thought I'd ever fucking do in my life. Yeah. But this is the this is one of the exceptions, and just for the time. Like, obviously, it being number one on a lot of lists is not crazy at all. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's the it's the cornucopia of the Final Fantasy franchise. It has gotten so much stuff since it's getting the three points Again, what seemingly will be a trilogy of the remakes, which is awesome. <laughs> and I'm just yeah. super excited to see what they do next. But for now, I'll just keep playing this game and, you know, going through it and picking up every little detail and enjoying every step of the way. And someday I'll get a PS5. It's gonna happen. Or a PS4, actually. You don't even need a PS5. Uh, to play Integrate, I do. Oh shit! Really? Uh, that's right. Yeah, Integrate is PS5 only. Well, someday I'll get a PS5. I mean, you convinced me. Like we've had these talks before. Like, I I always knew Final Fantasy was, or Final Fantasy VII. This was in specifics was a fantastic game. Honest God, you can you can you can thank Smash for me getting it. Like Sephiroth yeah. reveals the whole reason this kind of started. Right. Who the fuck's that? <laughs> Again, another point for Smash. We're already we're already going back to Smash. It's true. Like we knew about like Fire Emblem and and Final Fantasy from this game. Like this game introduces a lot of people to new things. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean Final Fantasy. I did not. I actually didn't expect. I actually didn't know where you put it on your list, but seeing it this high, it it makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's. I mean, again, like, you convinced just, me of everything that you've said. So. Yeah, I just, I just got through the meat and potatoes of the story. Like, as far as like finding out, like, as far as like getting the story correct, I just went through that today. It's just so good, so well written, and everything about it's just amazing. I, I don't know. I, I could gush about it all day long, and I'm just, it's ahead awesome. Of its time. Oh my god, yeah, way ahead of its time. So ahead like, of its time. Yeah, it's weird because the characters like Cloud's very like unlikable because he's kind of like a dick. But <laughs> I've, I've heard. Yeah, no, Cloud's yeah. not. Cloud's a very much an asshole. Like in the remake, they kept that true in the remake. He's just kind of a dick. No, yeah, Cloud in the remake is definitely more like human. Like in I mean, the, like, yes, there, in there are this, more moments about it. Yeah, yeah, there's more like touching moments. But like in this game, he's like you fucking can hate him for the first 10 hours and <laughs> it makes complete sense. But yeah, yeah, like. I don't know. The characters are so interesting because, like, that was the. I feel like that's the game's biggest issue. Is like they had the the characters are there and like the concepts there. It's just it's not hit particularly well. And I think that's what the remake's doing better than this game. Not just because they're stretching it out so much and giving them more to do or more to say, but yeah. just because like the motivations make more sense. I guess is yeah, and also like it. the writing of dialogue has progressed a lot since. Oh yeah, just like as a, nearly two yeah. decades ago. Yeah, just in general, it's gotten better. So, so yeah, like they're able to, people are able to write RPG characters like humans now. Yeah, and they've uh, had so much time to think about like how to improve it. And yeah, uh, Advent Children, 
like not a great movie. I really enjoy it just because it's it's like Smash. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It, but the, even then, like the characters are not very likable at all. And you know, they're just Cerberus. I've only heard bad things about. Uh, I mean, you could say that. I mean, that probably makes the villains even better. You know. Oh yeah. They're no. meant. They're meant to not be liked. No. Yeah. Sephiroth is. He, like Sephiroth is basically like he's Darth Vader. Like you, the he, the the story of Final Fantasy Seven is like okay, you are introduced to this villain. He's doing like he's doing bad shit. He's killing the president. He's he's walking around, and then you get to okay, he takes away one of your party members. He's tearing your heartstrings. He's messing. With, he's mind fucking your main protagonist, and then he ascends to like a holy, a holy a holy deity and you have to go like finish him off it's like a perfect little the three part the three disc story in there is perfect and that's why they're making the trilogy about it but yeah I, i'll just keep talking and talking and talking about it if i don't put a bow on it here soon final fantasy 7 uh, by square enix 1997 a 93 out of 100 comes in at number six which mm-hmm. brings us to the end of today episode, yeah and next episode obviously y'all know what it is it is episode five through one hundred. Yeah, episode one hundred. I am tired. <laughs> uh, I guess to, yeah. Sorry. Recap. Uh, ten through six for me. Game ten. Black Ops two. Game nine. Minecraft slash Terraria. Uh, game eight. Titanfall two slash Apex Legends. Game seven. Monster Hunter World. Uh, game six. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I fucking oh, yeah. love how your top 15 is like a top 37. Because <laughs> yeah. every game shares a slot. I know, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, I told you at the last episode, I told you this list is going to be scuffed as hell. But this is my list, so I'm doing what I want. All right. Uh, we talked about number 10 an hour and a half ago. But number 10, <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey. Number 9, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Number 8, Pokemon Platinum. Number 7, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Number 6, Final Fantasy VII, the original. I simultaneously want to keep talking because we're in the top five, so we're in. This is going to be the most impassioned I'm going to be talking about these games. But the next episode is going to be three hours. <laughs> it, it's going to be disgustingly long. If Tyler, but... Like, like if, if Tyler works on, if Tyler doesn't work on Monday, like we're going to be recording from three to seven. <laughs> I will be working on Monday, yeah, unfortunately. Right. So be ready for a late one, boys. Oh or, boy. I guess just you. Me and you. <laughs> yeah. But. Oh shit! All right. Well. If you guys are still listening, uh, if you've fallen asleep, good on you. Uh, I'm glad we could help you with your with your sleeping habits. But for those of you who are still listening, thank you so much for sticking with us. As you can see, we're we're very passionate about this stuff, so it gets uh, a little rambly. But I don't know. I'm this is just fun. Like I, oh, this ton of fun. This, this is what I, this is what I live for. Just fucking. Yeah shooting the breeze about this stuff so hopefully you guys have been able to find some enjoyment out of us just gushing about video games and developers and people uh if you did uh be sure to go on to uh, apple podcasts and leave a rating and a review let us know what you like about the podcast let us know what you don't like let us know what you want us to improve or give us suggestions for future episodes we'd love to hear uh, your feedback and, and interact with you guys on a on a personal level uh you can uh, and on that note you can always uh uh dm us anytime uh either from uh our personal accounts or uh from 
the podcast uh, specific accounts. Yep. Uh, we're always open for conversation. We love to hear from you guys how you're liking the podcast. Or su- again, suggestions for future episodes. Yeah, we we just love to interact with you guys. We, I don't know, it's it's crazy. It's, to, next week is going to be triple digit episodes. A <laughs> hundred weeks, holy fuck! Which it's crazy. When you when you say a hundred weeks, it it's it makes me feel so weird. Like holy shit. I feel like we haven't been doing this for that long. I know, it's gone so fast. At, but at the same time, I feel like we've always been doing it. Yeah, no. It just, it just feels like we've moved our Yeah, no, it's just like, all right, uh, it just feels like, like yeah, we're, we're, we're recording Monday. That's just kind of been like the norm. Yeah, we, like we've moved our regular conversations to, all right, this is a scheduled event now. Yeah. And it just happens. So. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and you guys, you know, seeing, you know, the the interactions on the, uh, and the statistics that we see, uh, I don't know. It, it's just a little extra. We'd be doing this, at, you know, regardless. But it's just icing seeing, on the cake. I was about to say icing on the cake. Seeing that some of you guys actually in, enjoy, uh, enjoy yeah. this and getting more inter- like views and fuck uh, plays. Uh, man, how fitting right before the last episode. Uh, but yeah, seeing all the plays just I don't know. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel it like does, we're, yeah. We're, we're kind of we're somewhat entertaining but yeah now that we have passed the two hour mark we are allowed to stop so uh Colby, any any parting words before we sign off for the day nothing that i can nothing that i can think of that you didn't already say uh all the links are in the description down below of course show more section uh yeah feel free to reach out feel free to congratulate us if you'd like on reaching 100 episodes next week but uh, you don't have to it's more so of a celebration of you guys as well we're all in this together and yeah uh, next week's gonna be a very very special episode definitely next week we will celebrate together and possibly have a very long episode so mm-hmm. if you guys are on a road trip be ready bookmark that shit baby as i would say put that in your schedule because i'm sure that we will be able to last for as long as however far you're going to travel. But yep. In the meantime, as my hero Kamek always says, keep on gaming, but never become arrogant. And we'll see you next week.